I've missed you. I've missed you guys so much. I've it's been two weeks. Um, uh, thank you guys for keeping me humble because no one complained that the show didn't have an episode for two weeks. So uh, feels good to know <laughs> that you guys aren't caring as much as I am. I've been busy. I've been super busy. Uh, I've been moving. I'm in the process of moving my entire operation. Everything I'm doing. Out to Houston, Texas, uh, the center of the universe, Houston, Texas. I'm going to miss living and working in Austin so much. But it's time. It's time for me to move to Houston. I've got family out there. I'll get to do more of this and uh, get to focus on work a little more. So that's a good thing. Uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about. I haven't even said the name of the show. We're a whole minute and a half into this episode, and I haven't even talked about what the show is. This is untitled, in case you forgot. <laughs> Jeez, I nearly forgot. It's been so long, like I said. And I'm going to be honest with you, the schedule is going to be wonky probably until July. <laughs> if I'm just being totally honest, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a bit of a mess. We're moving. We're going to Italy, so I'm going to try and pre-record some episodes for that. All this stuff. So... Just keep an eye out. Keep an eye on my Twitter, at Robbie Chaser for everything Untitled related. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, <laughs> and I thank God, because everything's so hectic right now, I almost recorded this episode uh, on Monday afternoon, right after I was done with work. And then we would have missed the biggest story in wrestling right now. And that would have been insane. It would have been crazy. Because uh, I was all prepared to talk about Ric Flair potentially returning to the ring in a tag match against Ricky Steamboat. Uh, that That's really cool. Uh, good for Rick. Um, you know, I, I get why he wants to do one final match. Good on him. I mean, philosophically, I get why he wants to, why Ric Flair wants to do one final match. I, I still just, in my heart of hearts, wish he had never stepped into the ring again after losing to Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. Uh, everything after that really feels like a like a waste. Uh, even though we get some great moments like the woo-off with Jay Lethal, you know, there's still just... Ric Flair should have stayed retired. That's, that's what I'll say. Um, and that's all we'll say about that, because I think that's all we have time to say about that. Um, because it seems like the world is ending. <laughs> Not necessarily. We've, but all anyone can talk about, uh, all anyone can talk about is the, is what happened last night on Raw. Or what didn't happen last night on Raw. I guess that's, <laughs> that's the best way to put it. So, for those of you unaware, those of you who don't care about wrestling, those of you who don't follow people on Twitter, the right people, um, 
I don't even know how to get around. Like, this is... It's developing so quickly, and I almost feel like I just got to put this episode right out so that no one call. you know, I feel like any second now the information could change. So, you know, this is going to be kind of an off-the-cuff, a little less, a little less of a uh, polished episode, because I really do feel like this needs to just go right out, go out on Tuesday afternoon instead of... Uh, Instead of doing it today or tomorrow. Um, so in that case, let's talk about let's talk about Naomi and Sasha. I think there's enough. You know, I don't need to sit here and ramble about what happened. We got at the beginning of Raw, we had an announcement. People that follow uh, outlets like Fightful Select had seen earlier in the afternoon in the rundown that we were getting a six pack challenge. That six pack challenge included Becky Lynch, Oscar. Nikki A.S.H. Dewdrop, and then the aforementioned Sasha Banks and Naomi, the tag, the women's tag team champions in WWE. Or at least they were as... <laughs> it's hard to even talk about this because everything is so up in the air. But the facts as we know them is there was a six-pack talent challenge announced at the beginning of Raw. Less than half an hour in, we see there's a Becky Lynch segment that's about to start with her and Adam Pierce. We go to commercial, we come back, and we see how the Adam Pierce segment played out, which is that Becky says that Sasha and Naomi left. They're gone. Which, at first, I will say, if I can just give my... This is one of the few times I've watched Raw live. Um... I watched the Raw after WrestleMania. I watched a handful of Raws live in the last month and a half, but I'm not great about keeping up with Raw. I'll be honest. But I was watching this live, and I thought to myself, hmm, that sounds like somebody pulled a hammy or had something where they, you know, maybe they just decided, oh, you know, Sasha or even like Nikki or Dewdrop, something wasn't quite right. They didn't feel comfortable going on with the match. So they just changed it last minute, which sucks. I was honestly bummed. I was like, wow, that six-pack challenge sounded pretty stacked. We had four incredible workers and two, you know, I like Dewdrop. I like Nikki A.S.H. I think they're doing some good work. We haven't seen them in the big spots yet consistently. And so, but Naomi, Sasha, Becky, and Asuka are all veterans at this point. Um... So it just kind of, to me, it sounded like they just made, creative made a last minute change. I was disappointed in that. Especially because a six-pack challenge, you don't see that often. So it was a big main event. So we saw that. Then we start getting reports from Fightful and PW Insider that it's a shoot. Sasha and Naomi left the building. They're gone. They They really aren't there. This isn't, you know... They're chilling in the back doing meetings or signings or whatever. They've left the building. They're gone. And it sounds like it's ugly. And we kept getting more bits and pieces till the end of, till a little before the end of the show. And let me see if I can find the statement. Because <laughs> the official statement from WWE is pretty whack. So, WWE, before the end of Raw, releases this official statement. I'm going to read this directly from them. 
When Sasha Banks and Naomi arrived at the arena this afternoon, they were informed of their participation in the main event of tonight's Monday Night Raw. During the broadcast, they walked into WWE Head of Talent Relations, John Laurinaitis' office, and with their, suitcase, with their suitcases in hand, placed their tag team championship belts on his desk, and walked out. They claimed they weren't rep- respected enough as tag team champions, and even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match, they claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents, even though they had had mat- they'd had matches with those individuals in the past with no consequence. Monday Night Raw is a scripted live TV show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract. We regret we were unable to deliver as advertised tonight's main event. That's a big statement coming from WWE. And I I think we're, collectively, the discourse has even moved past how big it is to make that statement. But I want to reiterate, WWE doesn't make statements like this. CM Punk walked out in 2014, and WWE wasn't this quick to make a statement about CM Punk. Stone Cold Steve Austin walked out of that match with Brock Lesnar. WWE did not put out a statement that quickly about what happened. This this is big. And I and I don't want to say this is big in that I think Sasha and Naomi have quit, that they've walked out on their contracts, that they aren't going to be around. But this move is, it's a, it's a, it signals a shift for the WWE, you know? And I think this is maybe the biggest move in the Nick Khan era of WWE as a corporate entity. That they're going to get ahead, they're going to control the narrative, for lack of a better word, I hate saying control your narrative, in the current wrestling climate, but WWE got out front before anyone else could go. And now the New York Post, Sports Illustrated, everyone is running with this WWE statement. And so now, I mean, the general discourse from fans is pretty split. You know, I spent the morning listening to Busted Open, and I think I agree with a lot of what they say. On that show, so if you get the chance to go check out Busted Open from this morning, go give it a listen. Uh, what I would say mostly is that, you know, the the discourse about whether or not it's professional to do this or unprofessional or whatever, what what have you, is kind of moot at this point because it's it's it happened. You know, we can talk about oh, it was unprofessional to do it. it yeah, it's technically unprofessional. Does, doesn't mean it's justified or not justified. Like, whether or not it's justified, that's not what unprofessional has to do with anything. It was unprofessional when I left my job at the end, uh, you know, before my previous job. It was the way I, I, I burned a bridge, but I did what was best for me. I took time to take care of some health stuff. I took time to get my crap together so that I could start this new job. But it was unprofessional, and I will probably never get a job with that company again, you know. It was justified to me. It was worth it. I don't really care what that employer thinks of me. Same thing could be true for Sasha and Naomi. If they're truly done with the WWE, they don't really care how it looked for them to place those tag team titles on John Laurinaitis' desk and walk. Because screw it, they're done. Not to mention, WWE has dealt with a lot of unprofessional behavior 
from their wrestlers before and brought them back. They dealt the WWE is showing right now that you can leave for six years, start the biggest competition that WWE has seen since the 1990s, and come back and be a top star. I don't think, you know, unprofessional is fine. I think that's the the thing we need to get past, is that, sure, sure, it's unprofessional, but what the question is, what is actually, the what does the future hold? And I think a lot of that comes down to what WWE is willing to do and whether or not this is, this is a work, you know? And I don't think there's any way to know for sure. It feels there's ever, and I think I speak for a lot of people. I'm of two minds of it. The fact that they told this story about setting the tag titles down in John Laurinaitis's office and leaving and calling it unprofessional on television, having Corey Graves, who I, I have a whole other thing about that. Corey Graves is a heel commentator. I don't really care if he says, says that babyface Sasha is unprofessional. Because of course he would. But have the details in that statement actively burying Sasha and Naomi for being unprofessional, actively burying the two unnamed people that they had worked with several times with no consequence. <clears throat> Actually, pretty much anyone other than New Drop in there, I don't think, you know, we can say for sure it prop. I mean, is it implied that that's Becky and Asuka? Maybe. I don't think it is. I don't think any of that's, I think a lot of that's BS. I'm, I'm going to be honest with that. I don't think the, I think the uncomfortable with two people is just to fuel speculation. I that's that's all I can say for sure there. But these details make me think it's a work. You don't release those details that bury your tag titles and bury your talent without having a plan. On the other side of it is the idea that they want to get out in front of the narrative. They don't want Sasha going to Sports Illustrated and saying, "Here's my side of the story" before the WWE has a statement. So there's, it feels real, it could be a work. And I think this morning, most people have turned from it's a work to it's a shoot. And where that means, what that means is the truth is likely it's a shoot with now worked elements. I think... WWE has set themselves up where they can, because they're controlling this narrative, because they are out in front of it, if they work things out with Sasha and Naomi and bring them back in, you know, a couple weeks, then they know where they're going. They they know what they've they've created that narrative. And then again, if Sasha and Naomi walk out on their contracts or if they, you know, ask for their release and are granted that by WWE then WWE controls that narrative and the Sasha Banks and Naomi are difficult to work with narrative is what survives. That's what makes it out of WWE. I think it was a smart move on their part, as shitty as it is. And I'm, I hate, I don't love cursing on this show by myself. I curse when I'm with other people, but I don't love cursing by myself. But it was shitty of them. 
it it's it absolutely sucks. I don't I don't like the direction it's going. That doesn't mean it's not a smart business decision. But that all being said, I think I think what we have here is they're probably gone for a couple weeks. They come back to the WWE. I don't think that the, <laughs> I already see people saying Sasha's going to be the Joker this Wednesday at Dynamite. And I would love that. I'm going to be in Houston for Dynamite this week. If something like that happened, if we if Sasha pulls the closest thing to a Rick Rude that you can do right now, that'd be incredible. That would, I mean, it would be it would be what, like watching history happen right in front of me. It's but it's not happening. I want to, I want people to people to set their expectations. I also. You know, before yesterday, people were talking about Candice LeRae. I think Candice LeRae is a long shot. She just had a kid. But there's a lot to talk about with AEW. I think tomorrow, regardless, you've got two surprise entrants into the men's and women's uh, Owen Hart tournaments. I think that's going to be huge. You've got a fantastic match set up for Hangman Page. You've got a confrontation between Chris Jericho and William Regal, two of the best to ever do it on the mic. Tomorrow night's AEW is going to be fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, NXT tonight looks like fun, too. So we've got a great week of wrestling ahead of us, but I think that this is going to dominate the narrative. And so, like I said, I'm going to put this out immediately because I feel like if I wait till, if I wait until, you know, noon... Something else could be out by then. So, here's this week's Untitled. We really, we're all just talking about Sasha and Naomi. I think the question is, are they done with the WWE or are they coming back? And my my gut feeling, my gut feeling based on what they did with Mustafa Ali is that they're, they're going to hold. But that... Then you go, what do they do with Jeff Hardy and what do they do with Tony Storm? They let him walk. There's so many moving parts to this. And I don't want to spend another 45 minutes. I don't want to do a super long episode on the unknowns here. But I think we got we to gotta think about it. You know, what happens? So here, let's... Let's talk about the two potential options. Option one, and I, the option I think is probably what WWE is hoping for. They work things out with Sasha and Naomi. They apologize for whatever it is. You know, there's lots of there's lots of details floating around there. I think going with what Fightful is reporting, which I feel like is the most trustworthy at this point. Naomi was supposed to go over in that six-pack challenge. She was supposed to pin either Nikki, A.S.H., or Dewdrop. So the speculation about her pinning Sasha isn't there. But it was supposed to... They were pushing off any women's tag stuff until Money in the Bank, pretty much. And I don't think that necessarily flew for them. So, let's say they work things out. They decide, okay, we are going to do the... We're going to do the Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. against Sasha and Naomi feud now. We're going to run that through Money in the Bank to get to kind of a 
a neutral spot where we can start from scratch again. I think that's what they hope for. I think they keep the title, keep the champs off TV for a couple weeks. I don't think they strip. I don't think, I don't think they strip the titles. While Naomi and Sasha are still contract are still under contract. That doesn't, that seems wrong to me. Not wrong in a moral sense, but that seems like a, a very nuclear option. So I think if, but I think the other side is Naomi and Sasha walk even, and maybe whether they walk totally or they take a 90 day break, maybe you do strip the titles and you hold a tournament and all sorts of stuff. That could, that could be option two. But I think anyone who's thinking that Sasha and Naomi pop up this week or next week on Dynamite are probably mistaken. Um, even if, even if Tony Khan could work this out within the, you know, little less than 48 hours that he really has to. And if we're being honest, it's every second that we don't have an have official word that uh, Sasha Banks or Naomi aren't under contract is another minute that you know, isn't more time that Tony Khan can't negotiate with someone of that caliber. They're both going to ask for tons of money. I don't think Sasha or Naomi show up on AEW this week. I don't think they show up on Dynamite or Rampage next week. At best, if he can pull it off, Sasha Banks debuts for AEW at Double or Nothing. Which would be incredible. But I think <laughs> more, than li- more than likely... More than likely, we're talking if they truly are gone... I don't and I don't have a calendar sitting sitting in front of me and I don't want to sit here and count dates. But you're probably talking all out 2022 if either of them will pop up in AEW. But that's just how I see it. That's all we really have to talk about. I feel like you know, and maybe shoot, the the conspiracy-minded person in me, the wrestling conspiracist and here says, you know what? Maybe WWE wanted to cover up the news of Ric Flair wrestling again. Who who knows? There's lots of stuff it could be. I think there's I think this is a a very interesting story to follow, but I don't think anyone has the exact answer right now. And I'm going to, you know, like I said, go check out the episode of Busted Open from this morning. I think they did a great job of breaking down everything, giving opinions from guys that have been in the business, like the Road Dog, like Bully Ray. But I think I think Bully Ray's right when he says this. We probably will never know what amount of this was a work and what was a shoot. This, you know, you've got three or four people that really know what happened here. This is this is like Montreal in '97. We don't know who was supposedly in on it, who is saying they aren't in on it, what's a work, what's a shoot. Who knows? 
And the answer is the people that know are Naomi, Sasha Banks, Vince McMahon, and maybe John Laurinaitis. But we're we're swimming through it now. And, you know, I'll be back next week and maybe we'll have some more information to talk about. But I think this is, I think this is where we leave this story until something new happens, until something big and televised happens. Because we're going to get little details here and there. But uh, this is where I'm going to leave the story here. Thanks for listening to me kind of ramble about Sasha Banks and Naomi. Uh, maybe next week we'll get to more of a normal episode of Untitled. But this has been this has been a lot of fun, you guys. Uh, please, please, please go listen to or go check out my Twitter. Uh, go follow the fantastic people at Wrestling News World, and I will see you guys next time. Thanks. Media.